Acts chapter 23 and our text for this evening is the verse 11 Acts 23 and verse 11 and the night following the Lord stood by him stood by Paul and said be of good cheer Paul for as thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem so must thou bear witness also at Rome we have in our study of Paul's life learned how the Holy Spirit the Holy Ghost had revealed to him that bonds and afflictions awaited him upon his arrival in Jerusalem those words were confirmed again when the prophet Agabus came and gave him the same message that bonds and afflictions would await him there in Jerusalem chapter 21 verse 11 <clears throat> we know what Paul's response was to that news Acts 21 verse 13 Paul said I am ready not to be blind only but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus and yet why was the Apostle Paul so determined to make his way to Jerusalem well he has told us Acts 20 verse 24 to testify the gospel of the grace of God that's why he wanted to make his way to Jerusalem in spite of what may await him there nevertheless he wanted to go to testify the gospel of the grace of God and now here in our text when the Lord came to Paul one night he acknowledged what Paul had done in Jerusalem for the Lord said thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem and so Paul had testified of the Lord in Jerusalem well the apostle had barely set his foot in the city of Jerusalem when those prophetic words were fulfilled and it was at a time when it appeared as we will see it appeared that all hell was let loose against the Lord's servant also it was at a time when Paul must have felt very much alone very much alone because we do not read of any of the Jerusalem believers coming to assist him or coming and taking their stand by his side also <clears throat> unlike when Peter was in prison you recall they held a special prayer meeting for Peter Peter therefore was kept in prison but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him Acts 12 and verse 5 but we do not read of any such prayer meetings held for Paul and that's why we say he must have felt very much alone no mention of believers 
coming to his aid or coming to support him. No mention of special prayer meetings held for Paul while he was under arrest. No one seemed to care. But there was one. For we read in our text, and the night following, the Lord stood by him and said, Be of good cheer, Paul, for as thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem, so must thou bear witness also at Rome. There's our subject for tonight, the loyalty of the Lord. When very few others showed any loyalty to the Apostle Paul, the Lord did. And that's what we want to look at this evening. The words of this verse 11. And behold there the loyalty of the Lord. One is first of all to consider the cost of Paul's troubles the cost and Paul's troubles there is always a cost involved to being a faithful witness for the Lord and being a faithful servant for the Lord there's always a cost and we see in this chapter and other chapters Paul was paying that cost what is to notice first of all his arrest his arrest we can see the hatred of the unbelieving Jews that they had for Paul chapter 21 verse 27 and when the seven days were almost ended the Jews which were of Asia when they saw him in the temple stirred up all the people and laid hands on him notice when they saw him in the temple there's no reference to Paul speaking in the temple no reference to him preaching in the temple in the temple it was when they saw him he didn't have to say anything and when they saw him that stirred the anger of the Jews against Paul why? why were they so angry? why were they ready to persecute him? because he had told them at other times and other places he had told them how the Lord Jesus had come into the world had gone to the cross and died and had rose from the dead chapter 23 and verse 6 but when Paul perceived that the one part were Sadducees and the other Pharisees he cried out in the council men and brethren I am a Pharisee the son of a Pharisee of the hope and the resurrection of the dead I am called in question you're against me because I preached I believe and I preached the resurrection of the dead that Christ rose from the dead Acts 24 verse 21 except it be for this one voice that I cried standing among them touching the resurrection of the dead I am called and questioned by you this day they didn't like to hear the doctrine of the resurrection they didn't believe that Christ rose from the dead and does that attitude of the unbelievers towards Paul not remind us 
of their attitude towards Christ just the same just the same for the Savior's enemies just could not look upon him they could not look upon him without expressing their hatred for him Matthew 11 verse 19 <coughs> behold a man gluttonous and a wine bibber this is how they insulted the Lord just by looking upon him behold a man gluttonous and a wine bibber and then the Pharisees say of the Lord Jesus this fellow does not cast out devils but by Beelzebub the prince of devils you imagine calling the Lord Jesus the son of God and God the son Beelzebub the prince of devils and now Paul suffers the same treatment indeed the very same words came out of the lips of the Pharisees and the scribes and the Sadducees that came from the lips of the same individuals against Christ Acts 21 verse 36 and the multitude of the people followed after crying there it is away with him the very same words are used against the Lord Jesus away with him away with him did they say of Christ crucify him minds us of the words of the Saviour himself and ye shall be healed of all men for my name's sake as well as his arrest we see also the accusations against Paul the unbelieving Jews that had such hatred for God's servant brought many accusations against him but they were all false they were all false they did their best to make him a man who was a troublemaker and he must be put to death and once again like the Lord Jesus the things they said about Paul were false Acts 21 and verse 38 art not thou that Egyptian and they call Paul an Egyptian art thou not that Egyptian which before these days made us an uproar and led us out into the wilderness four thousand men that were murderers so they said about Paul he was an Egyptian of course he wasn't nothing of the sort <coughs> Acts 24 Acts 24 verses 5 and 6 for we have found this man a pestilent fellow and a mover of sedition among all the Jews throughout the world and a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes who also have gone about to profane the temple whom we took and would have judged according to our law a pestilent fellow a mover of sedition among the Jews listen throughout all the world and he had only just arrived in Jerusalem all these accusations all false accusations and we will see in a moment that's all the enemies of Paul had on their mind they wanted to kill him they wanted to put him 
to death. Indeed, a group of them, a group of them bonded together <coughs> and made an oath that they would neither eat nor drink until they had slain Paul. Look there at the chapter 23 and the verse 13. And they were more than 40 which had made this conspiracy. Verse 12. And when it was day, certain of the Jews banded together and bound themselves under the curse, saying that they would neither eat nor drink till they had killed Paul. And they were bound together with an oath, with a curse. They neither eat nor drink until they had killed Paul. And again, this takes us back to Christ. Turn, please, to Luke in chapter 22. Luke 22, verse 3. Then entered Satan into Judas, surnamed Iscariot, being of the number of the twelve. And he went his way and communed with the chief priests and captains how he might betray him unto them. And they were glad and covenanted, covenanted, covenanted to give him money. And he promised and sought opportunity to betray him unto them. In the absence of the multitude. Same thing. Judas Iscariot vowed. That he would betray Christ. For 30 pieces of silver. Those 40 Jews. Vowed. They would see to it. That Paul would be put to death. Paul would be killed. Paul would be slain. And believer, we will not gain much sympathy in this world from the world when we live for the Lord, as Paul did. Paul lived for the Lord. And you can see, thus far, there was no sympathy for Paul from anybody. Take your stand for the Lord in this world. And you'll not get much sympathy from the world. Stand against the sodomite movement that's been, as it were, pushed into your face every day. Take a stand against it. Speak against it. And they'll call you all kinds of names. You'll not get too many stand with you. Except those who believe the book. But that's the position that God's people must take. Believer, we must be for all that God is for and against all that God is against. And when you do that, You'll not be to have too many to stand with you and support you. So it was with Paul. As well as his arrest and the accusations, we have the attacks that were made on Paul. It's amazing to read the number of references to the attacks that were made against the apostles just in a few chapters and every attack demonstrated the hatred that the unbelievers had for Paul all because he preached Christ that's all preached Christ and his resurrection to show you a few verses chapter 21 <coughs> Verse 27. 
And when the seven days were almost ended, the Jews which were of Asia, when they saw him in the temple, stirred up all the people and laid hands on him. Now verse 31. And as they went about to kill him. Verse 32. who immediately took soldiers and centurions and ran down on onto them and when they saw the chief captain and the soldiers they left the beating of Paul they were beating him verse 33 then the chief captain came near and took him and commanded him to be bound with two chains so from being beaten he was now bound with chains go to chapter 23 verse 2 the high priest Ananias commanded them that stood by him to smite him on the mouth to smite him on the mouth look at verse 10 of the same chapter and when there arose a great dissension, the chief captain, fearing lest Paul should have been pulled in pieces. Verse 12. We've already noted. They bound themselves together that they would neither eat nor drink till they had killed Paul. At the end of verse 14. Until we have slain Paul beginning of verse 15 now therefore ye with the council signify to the chief captain that he bring him down unto you tomorrow so he would inquire something more perfectly concerning him and we are ever he came he come near are ready to kill him verse 21 but do not lie yield unto them for there lie in wait for him of them more than forty men which have bound themselves with an oath that they will neither eat nor drink till they have killed him there are other verses we've just highlighted a few that deal with what the unbelievers wanted to do to Paul it was in the midst of such attacks such hatred such persecution that the Lord made himself known unto Paul and the night following the Lord stood by him and said be of good cheer Paul for thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem so must thou bear witness also at Rome there it is the loyalty of the Lord we've looked at quite a number of verses there and we haven't found one verse relating to any believer from the church in Jerusalem coming and supporting Paul not one coming standing with Paul he's on his own as far as fellow believers are concerned so we have considered the cost of Paul's troubles that leads us now to the comfort in Paul's troubles the comfort <coughs> after another threat upon the life of the apostle where there was the danger as we read in verse 10 lest Paul should have been pulled in pieces he was rescued by the soldiers and put into the castle <coughs> for his own safety 
Then in verse 11, the night following, he's there alone in that castle. The night following, the Lord stood by him. Why don't you love those words? He's alone. It's as if Paul has the whole world against him. Not one believer recorded came to support him and came to stand with him. But the night following, we're told the Lord stood by him. Notice first of all the period. We notice just when the Lord visited Paul, it was the night following. The night following. For Paul, this was a night in a number of ways. Not only was the sun not shining, but it was a night with regard to his personal situation. Things looked very dark for Paul. Very dark indeed. It was perhaps one of the darkest nights in all of Paul's life. He never experienced a night as dark as this. He could easily have said with Jacob of old, all these things are against me. Genesis 42, 36. But while it may have appeared that way to Paul, there was one who was very much with him. For there that night, in the tower of Antonia, the castle, the Lord let him know Paul, you're not alone. Even though it was the darkest of dark nights for Paul. And it seemed as if no one else cared. The Lord cared. And when no one else looked upon Paul and his afflictions, the Lord had his eyes upon them. Turn to Psalm 139. Psalm 139. Verses 11 and 12. Psalmist says, If I say, Surely the darkness will cover me. Even the night shall be light about me. Because the Lord would see the psalmist in all his troubles. And even though the psalmist would say, Surely the darkness shall cover me. Nobody knows what I'm going through. Nobody knows or sees how I feel. Surely the darkness will cover all my troubles. Then he answers himself and says, Even the night shall be light about me. Why? Because the Lord will see him. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee. But the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. So it didn't matter that Paul was in that tower in that castle and nobody knew he was there as far as the believers were concerned and nobody visited him and it seemed that nobody cared about him and all was dark still the night was light about him because the Lord saw the Lord saw Paul and knew all about him 
How comforting this is. Believer to know when all is dark around us the Lord knows all about our struggles. Praise his name. He sees even as the psalmist has said the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous. It doesn't matter whether it's darkness or daytime. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ears are open unto their cry. Psalm, 100, or Psalm 34 verse 15. As well as the period that was dark. We see now the presence. Paul did not have many if any to stand with him at that time. But then we read those wonderful words and the night following the Lord stood by him. By what comfort there is in those words. And the night following, the Lord stood by him. This was not the first, nor the only time. In the midst of Paul's troubles, that he knew the presence of the Lord. Look at Acts 18. Acts 18 verse 9 Then spake the Lord to Paul in the night by a vision Be not afraid but speak and hold not thy peace for I am with thee and no man shall set on thee to hurt thee for I have much people in this city similar circumstances and the Lord spake unto Paul in the night another nighttime experience for Paul and the Lord spake unto Paul in the night by a vision and said be not afraid why? because I'm with thee Paul I'm with thee if no one else is with you Paul I am with you the loyalty of the Lord we have in the Lord Jesus a loyal saviour and they told I'll never leave thee I'll never leave thee no never leave thee he'll never leave thee he'll never leave thee he'll never abandon us He'll always be with us. And there we have it. The Lord, we're told, appeared to him in the night by a vision. Be not afraid, but speak and hold not thy peace, for I am with thee. What do we have in our text? <coughs> And the night following, the Lord stood by him. And so on one occasion, he stands with him. And here we read, he stands by him. He's by him. <coughs> For Paul, when all seemed to be against him, and had enemies without number, the Lord came and stood by him and the Lord came and stood with him the loyalty of the Lord 2nd Timothy in chapter 4 now we read in 2nd Timothy 4 verse 16 and my first answer 
No man stood with me. But all men forsook me. I pray God that it may not be led to their charge. Verse 17. Nevertheless, nevertheless, the Lord stood with me. What did we read? No man stood with me. All men forsook me. The word forsook means abandoned. All men abandoned me. But then, nevertheless, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. That's the one that we worship and the one that we love. Oh, we praise the Lord <coughs> for being our never failing friend, our loyal friend. We'll never have to face the storms of life alone. And they let us know, and we should know, the Lord will stand by us, and the Lord will stand with us. perfect example of this is found over in Acts 27 <coughs> here we have Paul the prisoner and he with many other prisoners were loaded onto a ship Alexandria a great storm called Eurocladon rose that night we read in Acts 27 in verse 6 and there the centurion found a ship of Alexandria sailing into Italy and he put us there in go down to verse 14 but not long after there arose against it a tempestuous wind called Eurocladon go down to verse 20 and when neither sun nor stars and many days appeared and no small tempest lay on us all hope that we should be saved was then taken away seemed, seemed to be a perpetual night no sun no stars appeared in many days verse 22 and now I exhort you to be of good cheer He's addressing the rest of the prisoners and the captain of the ship. And I exhort you to be of good cheer for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but the ship. Verse 23. For, listen, there stood by me this night <coughs> the angel of God whose I am and whom I serve the Lord Jesus stood by in that night in the midst of the storm and there stood by me this night the angel of God whose I am and whom I serve. This was no ordinary angel. This was the Lord himself. Paul says whom I am and whom I serve. <coughs> there stood by me this night. See against the night and what do we find the Lord standing by Paul in the night there stood by me this night the angel of God as I am and whom I serve in the severest storm in the severest storm the Lord was right there beside Paul a believer in your and I and our severest storms of life you know the Lord you can be sure of this the Lord will be standing with you the Lord will be standing by you in the storm and not abandon you they promised that I'll never never leave me as well as the period and the presence we have the precept here was a simple precept given to Paul the Lord appeared unto him 
the Lord stood by him and said be of good cheer there was the precept be of good cheer Paul notice how he addressed them he mentioned him by name be of good cheer Paul he had a personal word for Paul wasn't just a general word a general message it was a personal word be of good cheer Paul and here we see how the Lord addressed the servant of God he addressed him personally could it be that Paul was somewhat cast down which of course would not have been surprising no friends no fellow believers no mention of anybody else except his enemies but if he was cast down Lord said to him be of good cheer Paul or as we might say cheer up have you ever had that experience you've been cast down and you've gone to the scriptures and you said Lord I need a word from thyself and you turn to your daily reading and you read down the chapter and suddenly there's a verse and the verse as we often say jumps out at you from the page and you look at the words and it was as if those words were written just for you and what did that word do to you? it cheered you up it meant that we were of good cheer and the Lord said to Paul be of good cheer and there in the midst of that dark dark night and dark circumstances suddenly the sun began to shine again in the heart of Paul not a tremendous verse it's not a tremendous verse the Lord stood by him and said unto him be of good cheer Paul who can cheer the heart like Jesus by his presence all divine true and tender pure and precious oh how blessed to call him mine we notice then not only the cost of Paul's trouble and then the comfort of Paul's trouble but finally had the cause in Paul's trouble when the Lord came to Paul in the night he said be of good cheer but he had a reason for telling that saying that to Paul he didn't stop there he said be of good cheer for or because as thou hast testified of thee in Jerusalem so must thou bear witness also in Rome and regarding the cause there you have the purpose for or because so must thou bear witness also in Rome there in those words the Lord revealed his purpose to the apostle a purpose which may have discouraged others well after what they had been through in Jerusalem and here's the Paul here's the Lord saying you have to go to Rome many another servant of the Lord would have turned back and said I don't think so after all I've been through in Jerusalem ah but Paul 
was different. The Lord knew that if he had testified of the Lord and bore witness of the Lord in Jerusalem, it would fill Paul's heart with joy if he was going to go on and bear witness for the Lord in Rome. Such was Paul's burden for souls. You can just imagine Paul said, Great, I'm going to go on to Rome to bring the gospel to the people there. It delighted Paul. That's what cheered him. Paul was able to say, I have finished, I have fought a good fight, I finished my course, I kept the faith. Because he had said in Acts 20, and there in verse 24 but none of these things move me neither count I my leg dear unto myself so that I might finish my course with joy and boy didn't he finish his course with joy <coughs> again reminds us of the Saviour because in the Messianic Psalm Psalm 40 and verse 8 the Lord said, I delight to do thy will, O my God. Yea, thy law is within my heart. I delight to do thy will. That was Paul. That's what cheered him. As well as the purpose, we have the promise. This is another good part of this verse and what the Lord said you know it's amazing how one word can make such a difference to a sentence just one word and what was the word here the word must and the night following the Lord stood by him and said be of good cheer Paul for, thou, for as thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem, so must thou bear witness also at Rome. In other words, Paul, doesn't matter what opposition you have faced in Jerusalem or what opposition you'll face anywhere else. I am determined you'll be in Rome to deliver the word of God. You must be there. And nobody will stop you. And no force will prevent you from being there. God had determined that the apostle must bear witness also at Rome. Because the one that Paul served is the sovereign God. Rules and overrules in the affairs of men. And little man thinks he's in control. Not at all. Listen to this. <coughs> the God that Paul served was the God of Jehoshaphat. Listen to what Jehoshaphat said about his God. O Lord God of our fathers, art not thy God in heaven? And rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen. And in thine hand is there not power and might, so that none is able to withstand thee. Amen. Amen. <laughs> none is able to withstand thee. None. And the God of Jehoshaphat was Paul's God. And listen, the God of Jehoshaphat is our God. Amen. And when all seems dark about us, just remember, the night following, the Lord stood by him and said, Be of good cheer, Paul. 
For as thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem, so must thou bear witness of me at Rome. Must. You'll be there. You'll be there. Doesn't matter what they do. Doesn't matter what they say. Doesn't matter what conspiracies they are. Doesn't matter what vows they take. You'll be in Rome. Because I have determined you'll be there. That was the God who stood by Paul that night. And the God who stands by us. In our darkest nights. Paul could say. In God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid. What man. Can do. Unto me. And remember, it was Jehoshaphat's God that stood with Paul. And Jehoshaphat's God that stood by Paul. And he'll stand with us. And he'll stand by us. Right beside us. The Lord is at hand. Those words mean the Lord is at my elbow. <coughs> you couldn't beat that. He's there. Right on our elbow. May we take encouragement from God's word. And the Lord bless the word to our hearts. Let's bow in prayer. O oh, dear loving Father, the eternal gracious God, you rejoice in thy word solace and comfort encouragement it brings to us this word Lord write it upon our hearts knowing that our Lord will always stand by us and he'll always stand with us Lord be with us now this week again we pray that we be conscious of thy presence. Again, Lord, keep thy hand upon us as a church family. And every family represented here. Keep us safe and healthy and well. Be with us on Tuesday night in our prayer meeting. And with the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, your abiding portion now and forevermore. Amen.